What's going on, everybody? Thank y'all so much for joining us here for another episode of the Linen Closet Podcast. I'm Tyler Linen. We have a very special episode for y'all here today. Y'all already know the drill. Nothing but illustrious guests. The trend continues today, back by popular demand. We have the homie Ryan Humphreys joining us in the virtual building. I just got done recording with him. It was an awesome time. Uh, y'all know the format by now. Usually, it's about an hour long or so. Uh, we go, like I said, about an hour with Ryan. We go through all the first round playoff matchups, and then we talk about the entire uh, playoff road for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, y'all already know, if you've heard this before, or if you follow him on Twitter or whatever, Ryan, a very, very, very positive Cowboys fan, and I think anyone that listens to this show knows that I am very much the opposite of that, but if you've been following me on Twitter this week, I have been promising everybody nothing but positivity. So what that means is it's pretty much an hour of very positive Cowboys talk along with predicting uh we did all the first round matchups but i think we ended up doing pretty much what we would have all the way through so we we pretty much explain or predict what we think each round matchup will be and who we have getting to and winning the super bowl i'm not going to give any spoilers yet i'm gonna make y'all sit there and listen to it uh the only thing i will say it is very positive y'all will probably never ever ever hear me be this positive ever again um after the ryan interview or after we get done talking with Ryan something that people have been asking for for us to bring back movie and music reviews um so we're gonna bring back that we're going to bring that back starting today with my review of the weekend's Dawn FM and then next week we'll be back with a spoiler free review of the new screen movie so uh that'll be on the other side without further ado i know a lot of y'all came to hear ryan and to hear us talk about the cowboys and everything so without further ado i'm gonna throw it over let y'all talk to ryan for a little while all right ladies and gentlemen now the man all of y'all came here to hear back by popular demand the homie ryan humphreys is in the virtual building ryan what's going on man what's up tyler uh again appreciate you having me on uh this time's a little different i'm not sitting right next to you i'm back in uh in huntsville texas uh finishing my last semester at sam houston state uh, but I, uh, I hear that the NFL playoffs is this week. And, uh, so that we, we said that we would do an NFL uh, playoff preview and, and that time is now we did. Now, before we get started, I have to say, I have a little bit of beef with you, man. I have just okay. a little bit of beef. Okay. So, uh, like you mentioned, it's probably we, warranted. So no, it's not. So, um, like you mentioned, we, we did a podcast like a few weeks ago and, uh, it got a, a ton of great, um responses and everything and you and i have mentioned how we want to do as much work as possible moving forward you know what i mean um well what i've learned is whenever we get to a point where my audience and your audience become our audience they're already on your side i had so many people i had so many people that hit me up they're like man i just want to let you know ryan was right uh or like i'd much rather hear you and ryan talk about you're too negative ryan's like i had i had probably like over a handful of people hit me up about that and i'm like okay Cool. So Ryan, don't well, get me wrong. I brought you on because I knew you'd be great. I knew people would enjoy <laughs> it, but you come on my show and people are like, yeah, I like him way better than you. I'll give you a thank you. And, and I'm flattered uh, by, by your fans. Uh, and I, I, you know, I've got, I've got people that, that follow my stuff, follow walk on radio, but you know, your, your sector in the, in the podcast world in the Dallas sports world, all that, that's awesome. Uh, and so I don't know who, 
said that stuff about me to you, but I, I greatly appreciate that. And uh, that's, I guess that's part of the, uh, the perks of, of hopping on the linen closet. Right. And I mean, it is a really good balance because like you and I have a very good mix of like, we agree on certain things, but we're, we're on separate sides a good bit of the time. You know what I mean? So that kind of like sets it up perfect for people to have a side or to have a favorite or whatever. But, um, I will say I've been promising people on Twitter. Oh, by the way, the people that mentioned that they liked you better, I'm sure they're listening again. Just tweet it, Ryan, and tell them, oh, that's me. I'm one of them. <laughs> Multiple of them told me like, oh, by the way, I didn't know who Ryan was before this, but I'm following him now. That dude's awesome. So <laughs> hopefully you got some new followers out of it. Hopefully you'll get some more here. Uh, but I was telling the people on Twitter this week, uh, y'all are going to get something different from me today. It's nothing but positivity for me this week. It's nothing but positivity. You've been tweeting about it. I don't believe it. Uh, well, you're I call, about to find out. <laughs> I call bullshit, uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll you're about see. to find out. Now it's going to be because it's me and you, like you always bring the positive, you know what I mean? And now if I'm bringing it, it's going to be just an hour of us talking about how great the Cowboys are, I guess. I don't know. We're, we're about to find out. And I do want to say we're going to talk plenty of Cowboys. So I think this is our playoff preview. I think we should start with the other teams and work our way to the Cowboys, if that makes sense. Okay. Yep. Um, let's Let's start with this very first game. Uh, the one that I have almost as much bias towards is the Cowboys, not quite as much, but it is my LSU Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, oh, they'll be yeah. okay. Really, before we can talk about this, they're hosting the Raiders. Before we can talk about that, we have to talk about the travesty that was <laughs> Sunday night football. Now, I know you're going to disagree with everything that comes out of my mouth for the next few minutes, but I've never rooted for a tie harder in my life. So much so, I didn't even want them to play the game. I wanted them to knee it out. And as someone who now has uh, experience doing play-by-play -play and broadcasting by the way for these those of you that don't know go to the chad's media youtube account uh last night grayson and grayson mcclure and myself called an amazing silver springs basketball game one of the best ones i've ever seen but as someone who now has experience with that kind of thing my first thought was like can you imagine the nightmare for al michaels and chris collinsworth if they would have went out there and just needed out for three hours yeah and i and listen I'm, I'm a guy that's that's always about, you know, you you play to win the game um, and, and you do you do whatever it takes to win the game. But but the caveat in that is the ultimate goal is to make the playoffs uh, because you, you, you can't you can't win the Super Bowl unless you make the playoffs. So this is a this is a this is a once in a lifetime situation. Uh, obviously, there's never been a game. Uh, at least to my knowledge, there's never been a, a regular season come down to the last game of the season. And legitimately, if there is a tie, both teams involved make the playoffs. So truly a unique um, situation. And so I think a tie, I think it would have been pretty cool, actually. And I will say, like, not, not that the NFL needs to change anything necessarily. Like, I'm cool with the fact that there can be regular season ties. I'm cool with that. But they would have had to make a rule change real quick. If they would have tied that game and like purposely tied it, they would have came out the next day and be like, all right, bleep it. We're, we're figuring out like a, like the NHL has a shootout, you know, like we're, we'll figure it out. We're, we're going to come up with something. We, we obviously can't allow ties anymore. So people say, what's, what's that phrase? Be the change in the world that you want to see the Raiders <laughs> and the chargers could have been the change that they wanted. <laughs> Well, the, the, the confusing part, Tyler, is that, you know, you talk about, oh, they would come up with some rule. It's not rocket science. Uh, the college football, there are no ties. I don't understand. I mean, why is the highest level of football? Why, why can you tie? Why is it the only uh, major American professional sport that you can tie in? Can't can you tie in basketball. Can't right. tie in baseball. 
you, you, you can't tie in hockey. Well, you can you can tie in hockey, but they settle it. Uh, I guess soccer would be the only one that you can tie in, but and even I, they I say, in big, I would like, say that's the issue. <laughs> even they in like big, like the World Cup and in playoffs, like they eventually come to a shootout at some point. Right, right. So I don't, I don't know why the the biggest sport uh, in in North American sports uh, can end in a tie in the regular season. That also that doesn't make sense. Also, the fact there that there's a decent percentage of players in the NFL that don't know that it can end end in a tie. And what's funny is like so. I played just a little bit of college baseball. You've played a bunch of college football, so you'll be able to uh, – you'll have more experience than than me in this. And I think you'll back me up on this. But I think there's this general idea that people who are really good at something, whether you're in college or you make it to the pros, like you know everything about that. That is 100% not the case. I can't tell you how many teammates I had in college baseball that did not know plenty of like basic stuff. You know what I mean? I, I, cannot, I cannot express to you how – how correct that statement is. And, and, and a guy that, you know, I do take a lot of pride in, in knowing every little bit and piece of, of the game that's going on. And, and so many people, you know, on the sidelines after the game, before the week of would come up to me and ask me, you know, Hey, what'd you think about this? Or, you know, why did we do that? Or, you know, uh, dude, there was actually a funny story. So in, in, in the season this year, I, uh, so there was a situation where the opposing team muffed a punt, okay? And if the if the kicking team recovers that that punt, the the play is dead. There is no can't advance the ball once it's recovered, the play is dead. Well, we had a deal where it was close, you know, did he have possession uh, before he went out of bounds, all this stuff. And basically I I convinced the coaches to convince the rest to challenge it because if, if we did have possession inbounds, it's a dead ball because you can't advance it. So you can't technically go out of bounds. Uh, and so just, just little things like that. I take a lot of pride in knowing, uh, but you're exactly right. So many people that play at the highest level don't necessarily know the rules. Literally every single time there's ever been a tie in the NFL, the very next day is nothing on Twitter is nothing but the press conferences of players that are like, I had no clue that we could tie. I thought we were just going to keep playing. I did not know that that was a thing that could happen. But to me, the the true crime out of all of this, and again, this might be something that you don't agree with, and I think there will be people out there who I think there will be a good mix of both. Some people will agree with what I'm about to say. Some people won't. But the real crime in all of this is I won't be watching Justin Herbert play in the playoffs, but I will be watching Ben Roethlisberger one more time, and that's a bummer. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I actually play uh, with with uh, a couple couple people in Silver Springs. Uh, we have a playoff fantasy football league. Uh, we redraft every week, and it's a cumulative total uh, of the entire playoffs. And me and my dad were like, man – the Chargers, you just you just lost a, a huge fantasy football, uh, you know, player-led team. Uh, and the Steelers, you know, they have Ben Roethlisberger. I guess the only really big-time fantasy football player you have out of that is Najee Harris. But definitely a crime not seeing Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, the, some, some big offensive names there. Yeah, what really, really sucks about it is, uh, for me – much like the first two rounds of March Madness, to me, the best part of the NFL playoffs actually is that first round because it, it allows for a lot of like, we're going to watch Joe Burrow play his first playoff game. We're actually somehow watching Derek Carr for the first time. I mean, Josh Allen gets another chance to do something in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Uh, you're getting 
these kind of stories that can create like legends later on in life. And now we have to wait at least one more year to see Justin Herbert do it. Man, I think, um, and I, I know there's, there's people in the world that, you know, they, they preach, Oh, college football is the best. And there's, there's a crowd that, that like professional sports better. And I'm a fan of both, but here's why I'm more of an NFL guy, uh, especially when it comes to the postseason. It's the only professional sport that there are no second chances in baseball. You get, you get four lives every round basketball, four lives, hockey, four lives. Um, Football is it's 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 four quarters every week. And if you're the best team that day, you get to play another game. Right. Um, and I think that's why. And, you know, I guess I guess there are there are people out there that would argue this, but you're not going to convince me otherwise that the Super Bowl uh, is not the hardest major championship to win. Uh, and, and I think it, I think it goes back to you don't have any. There are no second chances. Right. You have one bad game. That's a wrap. Too bad. That's it. Try That's again it. next year. Uh, I mean, you know, let's look at let's look at the 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 New England Patriots the year that they had the undefeated regular season. If if that is let's transfer that over to basketball or baseball or hockey. The Giants beat them that night. But, hey, you know, in two nights we'll get them again and it, it probably won't be a big deal. Dude, if it, it would have been. If it would have been even a three-game series, like the Patriots come back and win the next two games, they they if they play that football game ten times, the Patriots win nine of them. It just happened that the one that counted was the one that they actually played. Right. It just so happened that the one we got was the one that we got, and they happened to right. win it. Um, that, that's what makes that's what makes the NFL and the playoffs and the Super Bowl so so special. I agree with you. Okay, let's go ahead and start looking at these games. We got Bengals Raiders. Um, Real quickly, we can talk about how this, however you want. I'm also going to include the spreads. It's Bengals minus five and a half. Um, ooh, you know, I'm I, not I a do. College athlete. Hey, I'm not a college athlete anymore, so I, I, I'm legally, <laughs> I'm legally okay to talk about betting now. Talk about uh, all the gambling um, we want, huh? You know, I've, I've never, I never sports gambled while I was in college, but I do keep up with that stuff. Uh, it, it fascinates me. Um, you know how. How, how is Vegas so spot on with these things? And I'm not saying, you know, you couldn't be a five and a half point favorite and, and they win by 30. That happens. But dude, how many times is there a five and a half point game and those suckers win by five points? It, it blows my mind. Uh, to further prove that point this past week, I think of one off the top of my head, the Kansas City Chiefs were for their total for the team total was 28 and a half and they scored 28. I mean, it happens all the time. And even on like other ends, like uh, this uh, Sunday or Monday night, rather, uh, Georgia was a three-point favorite. And I just kept telling, like, what in the world is going on here? JT Barrett was my guest on the last podcast. And he was like, y'all better put a ton of money on Bama. If you have any sense at all, you'll put money on Bama plus three plus a field goal. And I mean, look what we got. Like, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. No, it's 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 amazing. And, and you know, <laughs> if you've ever been to Vegas – just look around. They uh, they did not build that place with uh, with a lot of losers, you know. Or wait, wait, no, with them losing a lot is what I meant to say. They there's not a lot of winners. Speaking uh, they, of they though, win. we had mentioned uh, Sunday night's game. If it would have ended in a tie, I was reading that they would have lost like seven digits. Like they were they were oh, terrified. Oh. If it would have wow. ended in a tie, they were about to lose a ton of money. Um, oh. When we look at this game specifically. Raiders 
at Bengals. Bengals minus five and a half. What you got there? I will take the Bengals to win. Um, and maybe that's just wishful thinking. But even if it weren't, I do have the Bengals winning. Minus five and a half feels like a lot. I, I might would take Raiders plus five and a half, but I got the Bengals winning for sure. I've got the Bengals winning for sure. Uh, I do like Bengals minus five and a half simply because I do. I, I don't think that Las Vegas has the offense to keep up with Cincy if it gets into a to you know to a, a scoring race. Uh, I think if I think if Cincy gets rolling, you you know you get the ball out to Jamar Chase, who has been the rookie of the year if you ask me. Um, and Joe Mixon has finally had the year that everybody's wanted him to have. Uh, and Joe Burrow, uh, he continues to prove me wrong. Uh, and I'm, I'm man enough to say that, but he's had quite the year. Uh, so give, give me, give me Cincy to win for sure. And, and I feel okay with, with my, with five and a half points. I like that. Uh, obviously you always mention the Joe Burrow thing and there's no sense in me like quote unquote rubbing it in because you always mention it yourself. But I do have to say he led the league in a number of stats this year and not that PFF is like, I don't know how much credit we want to put to PFF, but they actually have him as the number one quarterback this year. I mean, he had himself a year. In the grading system, he, he finished number one. Mm -hmm. That's and awesome. like I said, he led the league in uh, like a number of categories. He had the most uh, touchdowns over like 30 yards. He had uh, the highest completion percentage of passes over 20. Like there, there was a bunch of things that he, he led the league in and had like the one, he got sacked more than anybody. That offensive line is garbage. And I saw a stat today that had them ranked as the 29th best offensive line in the league. So, I mean, that's with an awful offensive line, and he's still just out here killing it with, with our guy, Jamar Chase. Well, I bet they draft the offensive line uh, next year. You know, a lot of people, and we talked about this last time, a lot of people were obviously upset that they didn't get Penny Soul, who, who was great this year. Uh, he, he lived up to all expectations. But you drafted the rookie of the year, uh, in my opinion. I think Jamar Chase is a pretty, pretty sure thing to win that award. Uh, and so no, no complaints there. I agree with you. Not only set, I believe, the rookie receiving record in a season, but he also broke the Bengals franchise record for most yards in a season, which is awesome. I mean, you're talking about Just guys as like any player, as yeah, not, not any as player, rookie. no, not rookie, any player. Uh, wow, and he, that's, that's yeah, something. we're talking about like Chad Johnson, yep. Ocho Cinco, uh, yep. TJ Husman's auto. Like they've had some really good AJ Green. I mean, TJ they've had some Husman's amazing, auto. that's a name, that's a name. I had to throw that yeah, anytime I get to bring name. that name up, I have to do it. Uh, so yeah, we both. Oh, that's awesome. We both have the Bengals in that one. Later that night, we've got uh, Patriots at Bills. Bills minus four. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Oh, man. So uh, I saw today, uh, and, and any game that involves being at Buffalo or at New England uh, this time of the year, surely there's going to be weather involved. Uh, yep. It's going to be wind chill of minus nine uh, this, this Saturday night. So a lot of cold weather there now. What I have to say to that is if there's one quarterback in the league that is more prepared to uh, chunk the rock in minus nine conditions, it's Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen went to college. You know, every time you every time you watch a Bills game, they love telling the uh, Josh Allen went to Juco. Then he played at Wyoming story. So I feel like I know what he took uh, in his junior year of college uh, spring semester classes. They talk about it so much, but Josh Allen, uh, he, he, he's the most equipped quarterback to throw in weather games like this. So I would not be surprised if they throw it 40 times, you know, the last time they played uh, Josh Allen, he, he just, he's the best player on the field. Uh, I think that he, 
I would put him up with any quarterback uh, in the league. I, I'm not saying he's as good as every quarterback in the league. I'm saying he can take down any quarterback in the league. Uh, that's that's how much confidence I have in Josh Allen. So for that alone, give me the Buffalo Bills. I think I think that it's really the Buffalo Bills versus Bill Belichick. Uh, I think the Patriots. What what a turnaround! Uh, if there was a comeback team of the year, they would certainly get that award uh, after last season. Mac Jones. Fun year, I think. I think going forward, he's going to have a lot of success. But a couple years, couple years too early. Uh, and I've I've been on the Bills train since March. Uh, I, they've actually been my AFC uh, champion prediction since March, uh, documented. Uh, so I, I, give me the Bills uh, in this one, and give me the Bills to cover. See, they were mine as well, and uh, it, they kind of fell victim. Like I'm wording this poorly, but. For as hard as I was on the Cowboys all year long, I should have been that hard on the Bills. They had plenty of times where they just weren't as good as they should have been, but I think that goes to show the point that you bring up all the time, how hard it is to win every single game, even the ones you're supposed to win. Like It's it's just really tough. I think uh, they'll be perfectly fine coming into the playoffs. Like you said, anytime Josh Allen's on the field, he's almost always the best player on that field. Like you said, no one's more prepared to play in that kind of weather than he is. It's got me thinking – if you're a cold weather team, maybe you should only draft cold weather quarterbacks. Those guys are ready for it. So I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how much this played into the uh, Mac Jones only threw the ball three times uh, discussion the first time around. Uh, but he had never seen snow in his in his oh entire God. life. Uh, he, he's from he's from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he went and played at Bama, and, and he before the game in an interview said that he had never seen snow. Uh, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't base my entire premise of drafting a quarterback uh, on that, but it is certainly something to think about. Cause it's, I mean, if you've ever tried to throw a ball in the wet, in the, in the snow, in the wind, it is a whole different ball game, whole different ball game. Yeah. Like you said, it's going to be them against Bill Belichick. We very well might see another like six passes or something from Mac Jones. Um, I'm with you on that. Uh, the spread does get a little tricky just because this could be a super low-scoring game, but even then, I might would take Bills minus four if I absolutely had to, I think. If I absolutely I had to Bills, pick. Yeah, I would take Bills minus four. Um, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I think, you know, anything four and under, if you think that team's going to win, I think you're better off just taking that number. Um, you know, when you start getting into five, six, seven, then you can play the, okay, it's going to be a really close card game. Um, but yeah, four, four doesn't scare me. Uh, I, I will take Josh Allen, uh, right there any day of the week. I'm with you on that method. Um, my only kicker would be if that's how you feel, but you're not crazy about the spread, you might could go money line, but I don't have the money line pulled up in front of me, but it's going to be one of those, like, let's say, it's minus 170 or minus 180 for whatever reason. And they do this on purpose, but the money line never actually adds up to the points. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I could get, I could, you know, take the minus four or the money line, which is like minus 190 or minus 200. It's like, that's not really worth it for me to do that. I should just take the gamble on the points at this point. Right. Right. Um, the next game we have is Philly at the bucks bucks minus eight and a half, which feels really high to me because, I'm not saying Philly's going to win this game, but of all to, to me, this might actually be the one that is most likely for an upset. Like I'm not, again, I'm not saying, Oh, I think Philly's win this game, but I'm, t I'm saying of all the major quote unquote upsets, this would be the one that surprised me the least. I think. 
Well, so you know, get before before we talk about anything, give me Tampa Bay in this one. Uh, now, what did I just say? I just said that if it was you know four four points and under, uh, I, I usually just pick the winning team. This one's eight and a half. Uh, I think Philly. Any team, anytime you have a, a quarterback that primarily runs the ball and has and has some arm talent, okay, and and I think that's Jalen Hurts. He's a great runner and has some arm talent. That that particular you know combination can cause issues for for good teams uh, because you know you're you're sorry. I, I just got a puppy. Uh, he's <laughs> She's barking. Uh, so if you hear that, just it'll be okay. I think people, but, I think people won't be mad that they hear the dog. I think they're more like, I wish I could see the dog. Yeah, no, I know. I know. She's, she's freaking out right now. Um, okay. So anyways, yeah. And what I was saying, te- teams that have a quarterback that can run and throw, it, it puts really good teams like Tampa Bay in a bind because, you know, maybe they're, they're running a lot of clock out and, and Tampa Bay and Tom Brady aren't able to, to have these, you know, intricate offensive sets that they're that they're used to having. Uh, and so I think that I think that Philly can give Tampa Bay fits. Uh, and like you said, this this upset wouldn't just shock me, uh, but I will take the bucks. But give me give me plus eight and a half for for Philly. Yeah, I agree with you on there. Uh, I, I'm one thousand percent. I'm taking the bucks in the game, obviously, but uh, I would also take. Uh, Philly plus eight and a half. We'll come back to this game a little bit here in a second because we're going to talk a lot of Cowboys. And I think once we get to the Cowboys, I want to talk about more than just this first game. I want to talk about their entire road. Uh, so we'll skip 49ers Cowboys. We're saving that for last. Finally, the last game will be uh, Chiefs against what should have been the Chargers, but it's the Steelers. It's going to be Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Big Ben had a funny quote today. Uh, he He said something along the lines of, uh, we have no shot to win this. We're probably a 20-point underdog. It was obviously yeah. tongue-in-cheek, but... Right. Um, and, and I agree with him. I don't think they have any shot in this game. Um, I don't know what the line is, but I would probably take it. 12 and uh, a half. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's a huge line in the NFL, but I still... There's no way I'm taking plus 12 and a half uh for for the Steelers I might not take minus 12 and a half but there's no way that that Kansas City loses this one Uh, I've watched I I think I've watched that Steelers team play too many games this year for no reason and every time Ben is just awful this past week he has a chance to lead his team to the playoffs and he he ends up doing so but his stat line was awful it was like Pharrell this is potentially your last game ever and this is what we're getting from you. Also, I want to put you on something. You're going to see it, and you'll never not be able to see it ever again. Granted, we'll only watch him play one more time probably. But uh, JT Barrett and I were talking on the last week's episode of the podcast. Big Ben both throws the football and generally moves around the way a toddler would. Like, you know, a toddler's in a playpen, and they're like barely trying not to stumble, and then they pick something up and just chunk it. That's that's Big Ben playing quarterback at this point in his life. That man was once a like top tier, like, oh, he's for sure a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I mean he is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but we we've you 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 die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a toddler on the football field. <laughs> uh yeah, he, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, no doubt, but I, I think that he's a couple years too late on the on the retirement train. So so people, you know, there's a generation of people whose image of him is gonna be that he was terrible, uh, because he's been terrible the last couple years. Uh, if, if, if I'm being honest, but Hall of Fame quarterback, 
you know, congrats to the Steelers for sneaking in in one of the weirdest, weirdest situations imaginable. Uh, I hate that the Indianapolis Colts are not in the playoffs. I think, you know, if I had seven or eight teams that could win the Super Bowl, the Colts would have been one of them, uh, in my opinion. You know, anytime you, you, you have a run game and a defense like the Colts do, you have a shot uh, in the playoffs. So they're at home. Congrats to the Steelers, but uh, the road ends here because Kansas City is is not losing this one. No, I 100% agree. Now we get to the game that we all want to talk about, 49ers at the Cowboys. Cowboys are a three-point favorite. I actually, if you would have made me guess the line, I would have probably said like four and a half, maybe five. Three feels a little smaller than I would have thought because generally speaking, if it's a three-point favorite, that means it's literally just going to the home team. Usually that's kind of how that works. Uh I don't know, man. I, I I would have went four and a half or five probably, but I, I mean, if I can get Cowboys minus three, I have a very strong rule. Never, ever, ever bet on your team. So for me, that's LSU. That's the Cowboys. Like just watch them. Don't bet on or against them. Uh, if anything, I have a buddy, Alex Craze, who I used to do the show with. Uh, he always, always, he's a huge A&M fan. He always bets against A&M. That way, if they lose, you at very at the very least get something out of it. But how do we feel Cowboys at home against 49ers minus three? Yeah, uh, and talking about the spread first, when my when I found out that we were playing them, me and my dad, we we picked the spreads and, and like what we would have a matter of guess. Uh, and I said five and a half. My Cowboys minus five and a half. So I was surprised to see that it was three. Uh, but if I was betting on it, I would be elated to see that it was three because I think, again, uh, if I think the Cowboys are going to win, and I do. Um, Three is a three is a solid number. Uh, I, I think that you know they're at home. They're a division winner. They just scored fifty uh, in, in the last two games, and and whatever opponent you can you can take that argument elsewhere. Uh, but but in the last three games, two times the Cowboys have scored over fifty points. Um, that that uh, I, I would take that uh, in a in a what we're calling a three point ball game because I do not think that the Niners are going to be able to keep up with that scoring. I agree. I will say um, the, the one thing that scares me more than anything, if I have to pick a thing that scares me, their pass rush looked amazing this past week against the Rams. And we have seen at times where Dak does struggle a little bit in the pocket, but when he gets out of the pocket, he's amazing. He just has to be able to do that. And I think he will be able to do that again. It's nothing but positivity from me from here out. And I have to say, I'm gonna start my positivity train here. I think this was the absolute best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to get the 49ers instead of a Cardinals team who I told you a couple weeks ago, I thought we might would lose to. And not only that now you get the Buccaneers in the second round, who I think you very much can beat. Uh, you don't get the Packers until all the way to the NFC title game. And if you told me the Rams or Cardinals, either one end up beating Green Bay, now you're at home for the NFC title game. Dude, so let me let me jump in on that. And and I think – and a lot of people are talking about how uh, the Niners are hot. That's a tough draw for the Cowboys, yada, yada, yada. What was what was the Arizona Cardinals or the or the L.A. Rams? I, I don't want to play them in the first round. Th those two teams, those two teams at some point in time were considered the best team in the NFL. Yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. The Niners were were considered a team that okay, maybe they're not that good after all. Then they got hot, and, and I think now they are a a playoff caliber team. You know, they've got Debo Samuel who had an awesome year. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is is 
not the rookie running back that we thought was going to be the Niners guy. Uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be Trey Sermon, uh, but Elijah Mitchell, he's had a good year. Uh, Bosa brother, awesome year. I mean, he's going to finish. He's going to get votes in, in defensive player of the year. Um, but what the, what the big, what the big deal for me is in, in that first round matchup with the Cowboys that we, we got a lucky break. It was Kyler Murray. It was Matthew Stafford or it was Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> there, there's really in the playoffs, the, the quarterback is so important. Quarterback and defense to me are the two biggest, the, the two biggest pinpoint things, positions that you can, can put towards winning the Super Bowl. It's quarterback and defense. If a want, team got there because of, if the team, if a team got there and they had a crappy quarterback, I guarantee they had, a top two or three defense. Right, because off the top of your head, you can think of just a very, very, very select few, like Joe Flacco, Trent Dill for these type of guys, and every single time they had either the best defense in the league or at the very, very, very minimum, they had the best defense in every game they played in. Whatever the no matchup doubt. was, even in the Super Bowl, if they didn't have the best defense in the league, they did have the best defense on the field that day. Now, and, and going back to what you were saying about the second round, I would much, much, much rather go to uh, the to Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, uh, rather than Lambeau Field in the second round. I think I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're good. Obviously, Tom Brady had an, an MVP type year. Um, Very well, could it, be the MVP if we're being honest. No doubt, but I feel like they've skated by. Uh, they had a very, very lackluster schedule to end the season. You almost lost to the Jets. You almost lost to uh, – or you didn't play great against Carolina, uh, two, two terrible teams. Um, but they're winning, and so for that, you have to respect them. But I would much rather go there than Lambeau. Uh, Agreed. And, and to, to touch on what you said about not being surprised if the Cardinals or the Rams upset Green Bay at Lambeau uh, – I'll go a step further. I'll take the Rams over the Cardinals, and we skipped that game, so we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Give me the Rams over the Cardinals, and then give me the Rams over Green Bay at Lambeau Field. You know what? Uh, I forgot I forgot that we didn't get to that game. Let's go ahead and get to it real quick. You gave your pick, and I think I'm actually going with you on both of those. Let's go. Uh, it's Rams minus four. I might would actually take cards plus four. I think it's going to be a really good game, but I'm taking the Rams to win it. I think both teams are are way way good enough to to advance to the second round. Uh, but give me the Rams at home uh, after a tough loss to San Fran last week. I like Matthew Stafford. He he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, but he has more than Kyler Murray. Uh, and and I think the Rams defense, led by Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the NFL, I, I think they get the win here. And further to that point. Matt Stafford, not a ton of playoff experience, but a ton of experience playing at Green Bay. He's played at Lambeau Field literally once a year his entire career up until now. That's and a it's, great he'll, he'll do it again now. So he's, I mean, on a much, he's on a much better team. <laughs> a much better team. I agree with you. I think for sure taking Rams in that first game, I don't know that I'm ready to go all the way. You know what? Bleep it. This is the Positivity Podcast. The Positivity Podcast, I'm saying the Rams beat the Packers. I'm with you. Rams beat the Packers. We beat the Packers, or we beat the the Buccaneers, rather. The Cowboys are hosting the NFC Championship game, and they're, they're maybe going to the Super Bowl. I don't know how I got to this point. I don't know what happened, but I'm here. We're doing it. Eve, okay, look, don't look at this from this this new Tyler Lennon positivity person. Let's just look at the, as an actual football fan. If that was the path 
why why can Dallas not go to the Super Bowl? I don't. I, why why is that not a realistic scenario? We didn't we didn't say that Philly's going to beat Tampa. We didn't True. say that somebody's going to get injured on the Rams next week. Or I, I'm I'm legitimately saying that is a reasonable route to the Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys. It's not only a reasonable route, but it's also like if you could have handpicked it yourself, like that's that's what you would have picked. You would have picked we get 49ers no in the first round. Then instead of going to Green Bay, we go to Tampa. If somehow the Rams can beat the like that's the road you would have picked. Well, I'd rather I'd rather play Tampa than uh, the Rams or the Packers. Say the truth. Um, I agree. I just I don't know. I think Tampa is kind of skated by. You don't have Chris Godwin anymore. You don't have Antonio Brown. You might not have Leonard Fournette. They just said that Ronald Jones was out this weekend. So I don't know. Uh, if, if you lose to Tampa with that lineup, then you weren't good enough. You weren't I good agree. enough to do it. I agree. If you end up losing in the second round, which very, very well could happen, you know, the, the Buccaneers are a great team. They literally are coming off a Super Bowl. Like, it very well could happen. We're not saying that it couldn't. But if that is what ends up happening, then you weren't going to win the Super Bowl anyway. And nope. that's, you know, it is what it is. I do want to look a little bit more at this game specifically against the 49ers because that's coming up literally in a couple of days from now. But um, I think uh, the one thing that scares me the most, but it goes back to something you said, the thing that scares me the most about the 49ers is the run game. We've seen the Cowboys do struggle at times uh, in the run defense, and especially if they don't get off. Like I think if the Cowboys come off to a great start, you're scoring early, you're going to force them to throw, and that's exactly what you want. If you find yourself trailing and they get to run, Shanahan's a great play caller. Like Anything could happen from that point. But to the point that you made, in the playoffs, it's all about defense and it's all about quarterback. If I'm getting to choose between a quarterback I'm not sure I can stop or a run game that scares me a little bit, give me that run game that scares me a little bit and let's figure out a way to stop it. Well, and I think, uh, again, Shanahan, great, uh, great play caller, former Texas Longhorn. Uh, you know, I would rather Jimmy – have to throw against us rather than him hand the ball off, him hand the ball off, play action Debo Samuel, or hand the ball off, hand the ball off, play action George Kittle. That's going to beat us if we can't if we can't stop the run, if we can't get a lead. That that's where the Cowboys are going to be in trouble. Now if the Cowboys come out gunslinging, put up you know 14, 20 points in the first half, whatever uh, in the second quarter. I like our chances. Uh, I, I don't think that the Niners are going to get in a track meet with us. Uh, Debo Samuel is great, but I just – I think the Niners' offense is built to be kind of gimmicky and and efficient. Uh, you know, I saw a stat today that in games where – and I think it was this season – games where Jimmy Garoppolo did not throw an interception, undefeated. Games where Jimmy Garoppolo threw an interception, he's like 2-8 and eight or something. Uh, and so – they are built on efficiency, kind of gimmicky Shanahan plays and playing good defense. And so if we can exploit those three things, and we can, we create turnovers, we 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 can outscore them. I mean, we, we score as good as anyone in the NFL, and we get to the quarterback. We, we cause pressure in the backfield. And so I think if we do those three things, I think the Dallas Cowboys will win this one. I've got a prediction for you if you're ready okay. for it. It's going, to be, it's going to be tough because, like you said, unless the Cowboys are able to build a big lead, they're probably not going to be throwing a ton, and I would I would imagine they're going to avoid Trayvon Diggs. But I'm putting in the call. We're, we're seeing a playoff pick from Trayvon Diggs. We're getting it. I'm, I, I, I'm putting in the call. Well, uh, they've played – they've or he has played 16 games this year. Uh, he had 11 interceptions, right? Right. 
Well, you yeah, so in in that math, you would be you would be the underdog to bet that he doesn't get an interception. He, he's, <laughs> I mean, in more more than half of the games, he gets an interception. Fair. Um, now my one question for you again, I know this is a positivity podcast, but if I have to just throw like played the devil's advocate that I always do my motto with the Cowboys this year has been when they come out from the jump and control the game from the jump, they can beat anybody, but once they're having to play from behind, once they're not the ones in control, they have a really hard time beating teams. But I think this is the rare instance in which that isn't necessarily true. I think even if they were to get out to a slow start, the Niners offense doesn't scare me to the point where I don't feel like we can throw our way back into that game. Well, and, and that's exactly what happened against Arizona two weeks ago. We came out sloppy, came out, you know, getting getting beat on big, big offensive plays. Dak wasn't hitting on all cylinders, and we got behind. Uh, we came back, we made it a good game, uh, and, and, and put ourselves in a position to win it. But like you said, we started out slow, we we just we just didn't have the same pizzazz that we've had in big wins this year. I think if we come out fast and come out firing on all cylinders, we won this game handedly. If I agree. We, I've if actually we start slow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no no you, you go ahead and finish your thought. If we start slow, like like you're saying, then I'd be worried. Uh, and I think I think like you said, the Niners' offense is doesn't scare me to the point where I don't think Dak can throw us back into us, throw us back into it. But the Niners do have a legit defense, a legit defensive front. Uh, And anytime you have a run game, they can control the clock uh, if we're behind. So that, that is, that is a concern of mine. I agree Uh, to the point you made about the Cardinals game, the slow start they got off to. So I've watched every single game this season with my father. I watch pretty much every Cowboys game with him, but uh, we've gotten to the point where, uh, you know, I, I said my motto is like, you can, if they don't control it from the jump. So I've gotten to like literally by the second or third drive, I'll say what, and it was literally after the second drive, I was like, yeah, they're not winning this game. And they ended up making it way closer. You know what I mean? Like they got themselves back into it and made it close, but um, ended up being, I've been right so far every time. Like you said, you said I'm very negative, but all the losses I've said, like I was right about every loss so far. I haven't called a loss wrong yet, but I'm sticking with the wins, man. I think this is going to be one of those games. They're going to come out. And when I mean, I mean controlling the game from the jump. This is going to be one of those you're going to see a little bit of everything. I think Zeke and Pollard are going to get plenty of touches. They're going to run efficiently. The offense, the hopefully the run will set up the pass. I think this is going to be one of the best games we've seen from Dak all year long. I think if they come out hot and the run game's there, that's going to allow Dak to do whatever he wants to do. And again, even though they have a really good pass rush, it's one of those when Dak is mobile, when he gets out of the pocket, he's great at throwing on the run. He's great at throwing outside the pocket. He's also great at keeping it and running it himself. I think this is going to be a game where for the first time all year, you know, we've had plenty of games where the offense looks great and we're beating not great teams. I think this is going to be the first one all year where the offense is great. We're beating a good team and we feel amazing going into that second round. Man, I love what you said about Dak. Uh, his his playoff history, and I know it's I know it's not – an elaborate history, but the games that he has played in, Dak has been awesome. Uh, he, he he's so efficient. He he's so clean. He makes he makes good decisions. Uh, I heard I heard somebody say this. Um, heard somebody say this. I'm trying to think how he said it. Anyways, it was basically about Dak when when he was in his so-called slump. Dak was was he was playing slow. Uh, like he was he was trying to figure out things as the play was going, but now it looks like 
he's th- he's doing the thinking before the play. And then when it happens, he's just quick. Just, okay, I'll take the quick completion. Oh, uh, you know, play action over in the middle. Oh, there's a deep ball. Let, let's throw one up to, let's throw one up to CD. And I, and I like, I like what I've seen out of him for the most part recently. Uh, and I think that we're going to get a heavy, heavy dose of that in this first round of the playoffs. I'm ready to see, you know, Cedric Wilson. He looked great last week. I, I hope that we get Pollard uh, back. Now I will say we, we do need Pollard because Pollard is a, is a great one, two punch. Zeke looked really good last week. He, he, did. he finally had a little bit of burst. Uh, and so that was good to see, you know, getting, getting Amari Cooper involved helps us tremendously. Uh, and I, I still think that CeeDee Lamb is our best receiver. And so the mo- the more that we can get everyone involved, I, I think that that's going to put the Niners in a bind. Uh, and so the, mo- the more everybody can touch the ball, the better. I agree. The two main things that I would like to see, again, you, you have to have Pollard there, but I would like to see Pollard be as involved as possible just because, like you said, Zeke was really good last week. If you have, if you also have Pollard there now that takes some of the weight off of Zeke and he can just be efficient with every carry he gets. The second thing I want to see, you mentioned how good CD lamb is. There have been games where he just was not getting the targets that he should have, whether maybe he wasn't getting open, maybe the looks weren't there, but uh, like in that Cardinals loss, I think he had four targets. It, it just has to be more than that. I mean, he's your playmaker. That's who so much. So you put him on punt return just because you want the ball in his hands. I think, Again, it's one of those I'm talking about. I want to see the run game. I want to see the pass. So it's hard to get everybody involved, but I, I would like to see Pollard and I would like to see uh, Lamb get plenty of targets this week. And uh, Dalton Schultz has been amazing. Let's keep getting him targets, especially he's good down there in the red zone. He's good on third down. I love Dalton Schultz. No question, man. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. If you, Tyler Lennon, you are your coach uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and, and the night before you're given a you're given a pregame speech. What would be your three keys to three keys to victory for the Dallas Cowboys over the San Francisco 49ers? My three keys to victory. You, I know I just put you on the spot. I know I just put you on the spot, Coach Lennon. Okay. But give me uh, three keys to victory. The first one is what I keep mentioning, and I'm also stealing a play out of uh, Coach Shaver's playbook. For those of you that don't know, Coach Shaver, the Sulphur Springs basketball coach, something he preaches over and over again is first three minutes of the game, first three minutes of the second half. And that's what I was mentioning earlier. To me, this first drive, I want the ball first. I actually want the ball first, and I want us to score first. I want us coming out as efficient as possible on that first drive. I want to see Kellen... I want to see Kellen Moore do his thing. I want to see some... I want to see some creative play calls. I want to see some pre-snap motion. I want everybody involved. We're going to take our time doing it, and we are going to score on that first drive. My second key... uh, this is very broad. This is very general, but we, we have to find a way to stop the run, especially early. Like I'm saying, if you can score early and you can stop the run early, now you're forcing them to pass. You're playing with the lead. I, I think you do those two things. My third would be, uh, like I mentioned, let's get, let's get CD lamb involved. I'm making him my number three. I want CD lamb with like seven, eight, nine targets. I want him getting the ball. I want the ball in his hands. Okay. okay. Oh, my last one, my last one. Never mind. Let me, let me redo it. Um, my last one would be, We've got to cut down on the penalties. We've seen a bunch of like third and threes that turn into third and eight or third and nine. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. What What are your three? Okay, my three. Uh, number one is going to the defensive side of the ball, and it's just it's just two words: wreak havoc. Hell yeah. We We need to be in the backfield. We need to. We need a digs interception. We need 
you know, be, be flying to the ball. Think if we can do that on the defensive side of the ball, it'll take care of itself. I don't, Dude, but I, between, I just, between tank Gregory Parsons, like you can do that. And like you said, ooh. that's going to lead to a digs pick. Oh, no, no question. Uh, and, and again, it goes back to, we're not playing Kyler Murray. We're not playing Matthew Stafford. We're not playing Tom Brady. We're not playing it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. NFL quarterback. That's fine and dandy, but he he's the guy in the playoffs that I would have picked to play uh, just from the quarterback position. So recapping number two, number two is be efficient. Um, and that's, you know, converting, converting first downs when, when you're, when you're supposed to not, not foolish penalties, like you talked about Keep, the turn, the turnover battle is the number one factor. Uh, the, the easiest, the easiest factor to trace when deciding who wins football games. Uh, so the Cowboys won the turnover battle. I, I've, I would almost guarantee that they win this football game. I agree. Uh, and number three, I, I'm this wouldn't have been one of mine, but I'm with you. Let's let's start out. Let's start out fast. Let's start out. Let's start out strong. Um, a touchdown on the first offensive drive of the game is demoralizing uh, for the defense because it's just like, damn, we're already behind. It's already seven zero. Uh, and I, I like what you said about coming out of the second half. And setting a tone. Uh, so I think if I think if you do your three things, we will win. I think if you do my three things, we will win. I, I, I really I, this is not positive, Ryan. I think this is going to be a great football game. But I just, man, I will truly be mortified if we lose this one. I will be crushed uh, because, and I'm and I'm nervous because I know what I know what the Cowboys are capable of. I know what what the expectations that, that they could live up to, I, I get all that. And so that, I think that's why I'm so nervous and I would be so upset if this goes the other way. If they lose this game, y'all are never, ever, ever hearing from Positive Tyler ever again. He's oh. going away forever if they lose oh. this game. <laughs> uh, I don't, and, and the problem is, is, is it's, it's been ingrained in both of us. We, we just it's – almost, it's almost like we expect disappointment, which is never – that's never how you root for teams. You're supposed right. to be blindlessly excited. I mean, that's just that's just that, that's sports, man. That's why that's why we love them because every year is a new year, and you have this much glimmer of hope. Uh, the problem is, is there's been years where the Cowboys have vast amount of hope, uh, and 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 rightfully so. We've had good teams, uh, and this is this is one of them, Tyler. This is this is a team that can win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be crushed if we don't win the Super Bowl, but I can assure you if we lose this weekend, I will be crushed. I will be crushed. I, I agree. We're going to go right back to positivity. I don't have a whole lot left for you. Uh, I have one negative question and then right back to positivity. Okay. I saw someone okay. tweet this the other day. I think it was Jeffrey Cooperstein maybe, but uh, he said we're going to lose a playoff game because of Greg Zerline. And the second Ooh. I read it, I was like, damn, we are. I, I can like, I could so see that happening. Dude, so I saw I saw a tweet that it was like if Greg Zerline made every extra point this season and every field goal under 35 yards or, or something like that, we'd be I think it was 14 and three. Yep, would be our record. That and that it's a, and further further than that, I saw uh, I don't remember the exact stats. So I'm just gonna try to get through. But it was like you look at the amount of points they've lost by combined and it's less than the amount of points he's given up or oh. missed out on between the extra points and the field goals. Oh, uh, right back so to brutal. 
right back to positivity. This is going to be the final thing we do before I, I get you out of here. So we've already established the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. We've established it. That's what's happening. Who are they playing against? Let's run through, again, the AFC teams. We have the Bengals beating the Raiders. Uh, we have the Bills beating the Patriots. We have Chiefs. Is that it? Who am I missing? Yep. Chiefs beating the Steelers, and then and then the oh, Tennessee and then, Titans. And then the, the Titans would be the fourth. I think we both probably have the Chiefs in there, no matter what the road is. In the AFC Championship? Well, okay, what is, okay let's say, again, no, I don't know. Because my AFC Championship is, is Bills-Chiefs. And you're rocking uh, with the bill still? Yes, absolutely. Because so if if that is the teams who won, you would get Cincinnati. Well, I'm trying to think. Oh, wait. you you would you have would get Cincinnati versus Tennessee, yeah. and KC versus Buffalo. Okay, so I can't have that AFC championship. I will still take the Buffalo Bills. Can you imagine uh, the Chiefs Bills as a second round match? That's good. That's, that's good that's stuff. Good and and dude, if that happens. You know what? I'm going all the way positive. Here we go. All the way positive, Tyler. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the AFC Championship game. They're beating the Titans in the second round. I get to watch both my Dallas Cowboys and my LSU Bengals in their respective conference championship games. Positivity, Tyler, is here. Okay, so would you believe me if I told you that at home I have a magnet board? I have a magnet board of all the NFL standings with the playoffs. I, I, I know. I'm I'm a freak. Show. I already I already believe this. Yes, I, I'm I'm obsessed with with anything there is to football. But would you believe me if I told you that my AFC championship, and this was five days ago when I was back in Silver Springs, would you believe me if I told you my AFC championship was Buffalo versus Cincy? Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes, dude. I could see it, man, I could see it. I don't think Tennessee is. I think they're a bad number one seed. Agreed. Um, now. If Derrick Henry comes back and he's Derrick Henry, we're talking about a very different thing for sure. Delete this portion of the episode uh, because I don't mean it. Uh, Tennessee, (laughs) Tennessee can win the Super Bowl with Derrick Henry, but assuming he's not who he really is uh, at this point in time, give me Cincy over Tennessee. Uh, I'm still rocking with Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl, but uh, a lot of, I, I mean, I'll be honest, Tyler. I think it's fun because there is not, there is not anyone in the world who thinks that, oh, this team is a sure lock to win the Super Bowl. Any team in the oh, playoffs. Great. Because I would, are, I, would, I, would think, I would think the closest one we have would be the Chiefs, and you and I don't even – you know what I mean? Like, you don't even and have that's the Super Bowl. That's only because they've been two years in a row, not because they're just right. – they look great. It's not that. Dude, I'm taking uh, it to another level. Are you ready? Okay. This I'll, I'll never be this positive ever again. I hope everyone's enjoying this. I'm taking it to another level. Bengals Cowboys Super Bowl. I'm getting it. I'm getting my wow. lifelong wow. Would you, wish. Would you I'm go? Making, would you yes, go? I don't know, but it would be awesome if I did. I wouldn't well, know what to do. I, I would wear, I would wear half LSU, oh. half Cowboys stuff. I think I would wear an LSU hoodie with a Cowboys beanie. I think, and I would, okay. I would root for the Cowboys. Obviously, I'm rooting right. for the Cowboys. But I mean, it would be amazing to see Joe Burrow like, and Jamar Chase in the Super Bowl their first right. year. It's like I hope the Cowboys win, you know, 40 to 35, and yeah. Joe Burrow throws five touchdowns to right. Jamar Chase. Like that he, he, he doesn't mess up at all. The Cowboys just happen to outscore him. Right, right. Yeah. Now, I am gonna I am gonna upset you here. Um, but it is it is done deal a hundred percent happening if the Cowboys go to the NFC championship at Lambeau Field, I will be in attendance. No way. Uh, Yes way. Yes way. Um, You're going to Lambeau. And, 
I'm going to Lambo. If if that if that is the road that that happens, I will be in the building. You're gonna have to wear uh, like five layers of clothes. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, and if the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl, no matter what, I will also I will also be in attendance uh, for that. So, I expect like pictures and Snapchats from this. Well, I, you know, I, I would. We could. We maybe we could do an episode uh, while while I'm at I'm in Lambo. Zooming or, in or, from or Lambo. Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be neat. That'd be neat. Hell like yeah. just a little quick one. Yeah, yes, that'd be cool. We're uh, we're already doing it. Where it's not right. an if we're doing it. Done. It's happening. Done. But yes, I, I I hope. Obviously, I hope that's a that's something that that we're talking about in a couple weeks. Uh, but I, I think the Cowboys can do it. And if I did have to pick an AFC team, I am sticking with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Well, hear me out. We have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I have them against my Bengals. You have them against the Bills. I mean, they beat either of those teams. Did we just? Did we just crown the Dallas Cowboys as, as the Super Bowl champions? Did we just do that? I mean, again, I, I they can do it. I, I promise you, they can do it. They they have they have the tools to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of what Dallas are we going to get over the next month. I don't know what the people that listen. I don't know the people that listen to this podcast. You can't ask for anything more. Y'all ask for Ryan Humphreys back. Ryan Humphreys is back. You ask for positive Tyler. We have the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. This is <laughs> well never fans, going to happen again. But we fans, like, fans of the linen closet. If I whatever it takes, uh, I will I will hop on the linen closet every day of the week uh, yes. until March. If that means <laughs> that. The Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. I mean, we might just have to do it. Dude, Ryan Humphreys, man, thank you so much for coming in here, hanging out with us. Real quick, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find your podcast, all that stuff. Twitter, Ryan Landry 6712, where you can just search Ryan Humphreys. Uh, I post tons of fantasy football, Dallas Cowboys, and other football-related content. Uh, so follow me. Uh, Walk on Radio is, is my podcast. Again, it's it's a football-centered podcast. Uh, but, yeah, man, thank you for having me on, Tyler. Uh, I, it's always a pleasure. Hopefully – and I am moving back home uh, to Sulphur Springs, Texas, sure. here in the near future. So, I, if I was a betting man, and I am, I, I, would, I would like to think that you're going to see a lot of Ryan Humphreys and Tyler Lennon content uh, in, in 2022. No idea what it's going to be called. No idea what it's going to look or sound like, but – I, if I were a betting man, and I am, if you were and you are, I, I, I would I would put money on that. I would say that that happens. Uh, real quick, I just noticed this happened today. Uh, we have to talk about it real quick before we get out of here. It might change our entire uh, predictions and everything. Eric Weddle came out of retirement, is joining the St. or the not the St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams. I, I saw that. That that doesn't change everything for you. Eric Weddle's no, not leading them no. to the to the Super Bowl. Just like, uh, just like when people were freaking the freak out about Von Miller going to the Rams, I didn't really get why. Uh, obviously, uh, the the Broncos, who at the time were uh, were a playoff ish team, uh, I think they traded him for what he was and or what he used to be, and not what he is. Uh, so <laughs> there's a reason that Eric Weddle is coming out of retirement today. Real quick, how, if you had to guess, you may have seen it already. If you had to guess, how old do you think Eric Weddle is? If you know the answer, just tell me you know the answer. If not, I would like to see your guess. Because I, I had a guess. Not. I 
I happen to be right about my guess, but I want to see what your guess is. You you nailed how old he was. That's impressive. Yep. I have a very I weird talent. Have, I'm, I'm I'm very I'm not good at very many things, but I'm very good at guessing players' ages. <laughs> players, okay. Hey, listen, everybody. It's my one strength in life. Everybody's good at something. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, first off, I don't know the answer, but I'll go. I don't want to be way wrong. I just want to be a little wrong. Uh, I'll go thirty-eight. He's thirty-seven. Okay. That's close. Okay. Okay. I'll tell. I'll take that. Thirty. Thirty-seven-year-old Eric Weddle is coming to save the Rams. Oh, man, the the knight in shining armor. <laughs> the all all serious in all seriousness though, I love Eric Weddle. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He's no an all-time great. We don't have a lot of great white DBs, man. You know. <laughs> it's uh, it's slim pickings for sure, for sure. Man, dude, right? Thank you so much for coming hanging out with us today. As always, I took entirely too much of your time, but I like to think we both enjoyed ourselves. And, dude, we have the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. Oh, I know it. What I, know a, it, I mean, I'm excited. I can't I'm, wait I'm, now. I'm pumped. Now, Ryan's already promised us he's going to join us from Lambeau Field and from the Super Bowl. So we're going to get plenty <laughs> of Ryan Humphrey's updates. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, we'll see you soon then. Okay. All right. Ryan I appreciate Humphreys, it, ladies and gentlemen. Again, never, I can't thank him enough. Always love being able to talk to Ryan. And as he alluded to, hopefully uh, in the very near future, there will be plenty of content of me and him doing stuff together, whether that means, I, again, I don't want to get too much into what the format of that would be or the, you know, how, how regular of a thing that would be. All I know is that I'm trying to do as much work and, and make as much content with that dude as possible. I think he feels the same way. And I think everyone that listens to to this podcast is, is in agreement that we want to hear um, as much stuff as we can with Ryan. Now, without further ado, before we wrap things up, I know we've been going for a while. I'm going to try not to take too long doing this, but I do want to do our first album review of 2022. That is The Weeknd's Dawn FM that came out this past weekend, and it kind of came out of nowhere. I believe he informed all of us on Monday that we would be getting it. And then he dropped it on Friday now before, or on Thursday night, rather. Um, before I even talk about the album itself, I want to say this is how he needs to release every project moving forward. I think the weekend, especially with like after hours had this huge, huge rollout. Um, one of the biggest album rollouts we've ever seen. He did all the, you know, with the bandage, the, the look and everything. Um, he dropped, I believe um, Heartless was the first one, which was a banger. Loved Heartless. But then he dropped Blinding Lights, which in hindsight I do like a lot, but it was like, why is The Weeknd promoting his album with a car commercial? So I, I think to completely avoid all of that, to just drop an album out of pretty much nowhere, is how I would like to see The Weeknd do things from now on. I think an artist of that magnitude just dropping something pretty much um, – with zero expectation is huge because again, like it's doing numbers. Like he, he didn't need all the rollout and the promo. And I think that does a good job of not building the expectations to an unachievable level. Like it's already the weekend. The second uh, project is announced. Like obviously the, the expectations are already there, but diving into this album. So I listened to it. Um, the second it dropped, they aired on Amazon. Um, like the album, pretty much a listening party, I guess, but I was watching that and I was watching it with the homie Cam. Shout out to Cam. Not with him, but we were both watching it and we were messaging each other back and forth on Twitter. And um, 
we had both made the comment to each other and then we started tweeting about it. We were like, uh, like three, four tracks deep. We were already like, dude, this album's going to be met with a lot of mixed reviews, but I think there's going to be plenty of people who complain about it, but I think there's going to be plenty of people who love it as well. The first four tracks I could have done without probably, uh, it was about that point in the album where I was like, yeah, this is literally like, I realize albums and projects, they have a theme obviously, but that doesn't mean every single track has to sound the exact same. Um, and that's how the first four felt. Don FM, Gasoline, How Do I Make You Love Me, Take My Breath, which by the way, How Do I Make You Love Me, Take My Breath have definitely uh, grown on me. And Gasoline, out of nowhere, is becoming one of the bigger songs on the project. But around track number five, we get to Sacrifice and the album starts to take a different turn from there. You've got to tell by Quincy. And that's what I think sets the rest of the album. And from that point on, it's one of my favorite weekend projects ever. It's one of my favorite projects in a very long time. Um, you get to Out of Time, Here We Go Again. My two favorite songs on the album. Out of Time is one of my favorite songs. Let me rephrase. Out of Time is my favorite song by any artist in a very long time. The way it transitions into Here We Go Again. Beautiful from there. You got Best Friends. Uh, that's the only track on here that a lot of people seem to really dig. And I, for whatever reason, don't like it like that. Um, I'll get my top 10 here in a second. Put them in order. Um, so you'll see where that lands, but then we get, is there someone else And the transition from best friends to is there someone else? Beautiful starry eyes. Every angel is terrifying. Don't break my heart. I heard you're married less than zero and phantom regret. Um, speaking of phantom regret, Jim Carrey, I'm not a Jim Carrey fan, but I thought he was amazing on this. I love, I love the idea of the Don FM as a whole. Like it's an hour long, pretty much like you're driving at night. You're listening to, you know, the cheesy, hour or commercial free hour of radio and it tells this one collective story and it has the same vibe i would say this is my favorite weekend project since starboy and i actually like it as much as starboy i was gonna say i like it better i don't know that i like it better but it is something that i'm going to listen to more because in hindsight uh how many tracks off starboy do i still listen to regularly to this day we've got Starboy, Party Monster, Reminder, I Feel It Coming. I mean, outside of that, uh, False Alarm, Rockin', True Colors, A Lonely Night. I mean, they're, I, I don't mean to make it sound like I love Starboy. Like, that's not the point I'm trying to prove. But I think this will have... Uh, my homie Chance Newsom explained it in a way, and I couldn't agree with him more. I think he said, Starboy has very, very, very few skips. Whereas uh, Don FM does have some skips, but the ones that you listen to, I probably like more than the ones I like from from Starboy, if that makes sense. There are more skips on Don FM, but I think I like the album as a whole better. Real quick, we will run through my um, ranking of them. We'll do the top 10. Number one, I gotta go out of time, and here we go again as my one and two. And I like to think of that as one long song, if we're being honest, because they, they flow into each other, they transition, and they tell almost like two... It, it's kind of the same story. Out of time is telling the first part of the story, and it gets you to here we go again. And so I, I like to consider those one long song rather than two, but those are my one and two. Number three, I'm going... Is there someone else? Number four... I heard you're married. The Lil Wayne verse on there, of course, I'm like the most biased person on earth, but the Lil Wayne verse on there was amazing. Then I'd probably go less than zero. How do I make you love me? 
actually, I'm going Phantom Regret number six. That's weird because it's just an outro track, but like it's one of those one of the few intro slash outro tracks that I like don't skip. Like when it comes on, I actually sit there and listen to it for no reason. Um, from there, I'd go take my breath. Don't break my heart. I'm saving best friends for the end, I think. Overall, like I said, the first four tracks, like if you can get through those, and again, there are some people out there who that's some of their favorite ones, but I think once you get past that, the album is a 10. With that considered, I think it drops it to like an eight or an eight and a half. But even for me, like on my scale, that has it as one of, if not like what's going to be my favorite album of the year. I think 16 tracks is about an hour long. And that was the point. It's supposed to be. But I think in an ideal world, you would drop it to like a 12 track album and there just wouldn't be a skip on it. But I know there's a lot of people who do not love this album for whatever reason. And I'm, I'm biased. Like I love 60s, 70s music and I even love 80s music. And like that's a ton of what we're getting on this. But uh, I, I love this album. Like I said, it's my favorite one of his since Starboy. And for all the people that are complaining like, oh, it's not the trilogy weekend anymore. Like, dude, I was there for the trilogy. I was there for each of those individual tapes. I was listening to it when it came out. Like, I I don't, I understand the nostalgia. I understand what you were missing. The Trilogy Weekend's one of my favorite artists of all time, but like, we got it. Enjoy the fact that we got it. You, I still listen to it regularly. And we can also get the new stuff as well. Like, uh, I, I don't know that just because that sound was perfect, that we never need anything else from him. Like, don't get me wrong. Would it have been amazing if he dropped... Uh, an album that sounded like the morning and the party and the after party like in wicked yes that would be amazing but instead we got this which is also amazing i don't know that's that's it for me i love don fm at tyler underscore Lennon. give me all your thoughts not just on don fm i do want your don fm thoughts more than probably anything else we've talked about today but any of your thoughts at tyler underscore Lennon. ryan gave y'all his twitter account as well y'all go follow him um we will be back next week. I don't have the guests for sure yet, but I have a couple people in mind. Um, obviously, we'll be reacting to the Dallas Cowboys, hopefully previewing their next game and uh, previewing the next round of the NFL playoffs. And we'll be back with a spoiler-free review of Scream. Until then, we've got a bunch of stuff going on. Go to the Chad's Media YouTube account. Last night, Grace McClure and I called the Silver Springs Hallsville game. That was one of the best games. I've been covering this team for three years. It was one of the best games I've seen, and it's for sure the best game that we've gotten to call so far. We also, there's the full highlight video on Chad's Media as well, and then Grayson and I recorded a game recap podcast earlier today. You can go watch that on the Chad's Media YouTube account as well. We've got a bunch of episodes of the Tyler Lennon Show coming up soon. The first one, uh, we are filming Friday, and that'll be with Ty Rick Rollison. I know anyone from this area is going to be hyped to to watch us sit down and talk to Ty plenty of talk about the state championship run of course and then his career as a whole uh, later in the month we'll have Keenan Clayton on I know that'll be a huge one people want to listen to as well so we've got a ton of stuff coming up on the Chad's media side of things y'all can go check out all of my work on Front Porch News thank y'all so much for listening until the next time love y'all